When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So we have a big week coming up for the markets. First of all, kind of at the beginning of the week, we're going to see how the markets kind of digest this weekend's news from the G7 meeting. You know, it if, if you're maybe a globalist, if you're not a fan of some of Trump's trade policies, it's probably discouraging. If you are a fan of, of this kind of trade war, these these tariffs and whatnot, you know, maybe maybe you kind of enjoyed him him shaking it up, kind of changing the norm. Definitely was a different type of a meeting from what it sounds like. Uh, compared to to past G7 meetings. But then after that, on I believe it's Tuesday the 12th, we have this huge summit in Singapore between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump. Uh, of course, the, the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm beyond just cross my fingers on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm really praying that this works out um, and that this isn't just another kind of misdirection from, from neoconservatives or deep state or whatever. I hope that this is actually negotiations that are done in good faith. And, and really, I hope that peace actually is restored on, on the Korean Peninsula. It's, they've, they've been more or less in, in a de facto state of, of war for a long, long time. And I'd really like to see that end. But, you know, those are two big things. The third thing is kind of what I want to focus this video on. And that's the FOMC meeting, the, the Federal Reserve, their June meeting this week. And, and you know, it's going to be a, a fairly important one. I think, you know, from what it looks like right now, the Fed is going to be raising interest rates by a quarter percentage points like they have in the past, you know, not any half percentage point hikes or anything like that. You know, that's kind of what the markets are are pricing in right now anyways. And, and I and I doubt that's going to change, you know, if, if something crazy happens, maybe. But, but that's probably what they're going to end up with is a quarter percentage point hike. And, and they're going to continue to to kind of, you know, tighten this noose around the U.S. economy. They're going to continue to to raise interest rates. They're going to continue to potentially um, kind of exacerbate some some global dollar shortage problems. And that's kind of where I want to start out in, in this video. I want to make kind of a, a, a bold prediction, or at least a bold prediction for myself. You know, I see a lot of other individuals' channels making bold predictions left and right, you know, when it comes to precious metals. Silver's going to be at $100 by the end of the year, right? Gold's going to be at 3000 or the economy's going to crash on this date, or it's going to crash this summer, you know? And I'm not always super comfortable nailing myself down on those types of predictions. It's, you know... Sure, we know that eventually the economy, it's unsustainable in terms of debt, demographics, you know, all these different factors. Sure, it's unsustainable. Fiat currencies are unsustainable. We know, we know that eventually silver and gold are going to go up. And, and I give you guys my feelings on, on where I see these things going. I'm not just going to say eventually the economy is going to collapse. I can say, you know, it next six months, next 12 months, you know, here's the things to kind of look for to maybe signal that things are getting bad. But in this video, I kind of want to make a bit of a bold prediction and this is something i've kind of said in the past okay and it's regarding the federal reserve a big piece of policy from them not their rate hikes i mean that's what a lot of people kind of for a long time have focused on and 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 you know the media was kind of trained to, to focus on that because they you know after quantitative easing officially ended and they kind of had this long-term huge balance sheet uh 
sustain you know sustaining this huge balance sheet this big program you know the media kind of focused the mainstream media focused on when are you going to raise interest rates again and, and the fed kind of toyed with the media we're going to do it we're going to you know, eh, let's wait for the right time and and long story short they didn't do it until i think it was december of 2015 and then after that they didn't hike it again until december of 2016 and it's been fairly regular since then but the media has really been focusing on these these rate hikes and it's a big deal i mean don't get me wrong um, lowering the interest rates definitely has had the effect of blowing up a bubble in the past and that's kind of what it's been doing it it's still i mean interest rates are still incredibly low okay and and conversely uh raising interest rates has has had the effect of popping bubbles right leading to to kind of deleverage in in the economy which of course is followed up by lower interest rates and then more inflation more debt etc cetera, etc cetera. but no i want to focus on a different federal reserve policy and that is their balance sheet reduction some people just call it quantitative tightening. It's the opposite of quantitative easing. And so what they're doing, you know, just, just a quick review. If, if, if you haven't watched a ton of my videos in the past or, or my podcast, whatever, quantitative tightening is the opposite of quantitative easing where the Fed, you know, they have this roughly, what, over $4 trillion, between 4 and $4.5 trillion balance sheet right now, which is primarily made up of U.S. Treasury bonds, you know, IOUs from the U.S. government, and mortgage-backed securities or asset-backed securities, okay? Um, and, and what they've been doing for a long time is that as these assets basically mature, they've been reinvesting those funds, right? So, so a, a billion dollars worth of treasuries uh, kind of mature, and the Fed will take that billion dollars and buy another billion dollars worth of treasuries. I mean, it, they're, they're basically a buyer in the market for treasuries, and, and they're you know, increasing the demand, right? And if you increase the demand for something, you're going to drive up the price. I mean, that's basically how it works. And so that's what they've been doing for a long, long time now since, you know, the, through the quantitative easing and then when, when the QE programs officially ended, they've still been kind of helping to prop up these these debt markets and, and suppress interest rates. Well, starting in October, they started to kind of reverse that quantitative tightening. At first, only $10 billion a month. Okay, and and this might seem like a review, but but I'm I'm getting to something here. Okay, ten billion dollars a month for the first quarter, and then the second quarter. So the first quarter of 2018, they went to 20, and then you know for the second quarter where we're at right now, they're at 30 billion dollars a month. Next quarter will be 40, and then the quarter after that will be 50 billion dollars a month, and and beyond that, um, I they, they haven't said they'll go up to 60 or anything like that. They'll they'll probably just stop at 50 billion dollars a month that's their plans right now that they'll be running off of their balance sheet okay now my prediction here and i'm, I'm going to explain this and, and you know i'm willing to nail myself down on this i'm not saying this is investment advice or anything like that don't base your decisions off of this but the fed there is no way i am highly doubtful that the fed will continue on this balance sheet reduction plan quantitative tightening as planned beyond the end of 2018 that's my prediction i do not think i think they will either loosen it up stop it or or completely reverse it okay and i'll tell you why okay two major reasons first of all affecting the u.s economy and second of all affecting uh kind of the worldwide economies emerging markets emerging currencies so first of all the u.s economy okay the stock market first of all has been largely propped up by this massive amount of liquidity that has been basically easy money that's been pumped into the system through quantitative easing. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that there's a correlation between quantitative easing, you know, the, the Fed basically printing money to, to buy up these different assets, 
and the rise in the stock market. There, there's very little argument about that. Even the mainstream media, they will, you know, if you really squeeze them on it, they will probably admit that, yeah, maybe there's a bit of a correlation. Maybe, maybe there's something there. Okay. What happens when that trend is reversed? And it has been reversed thus far. In fact, I was actually reading this article by the CNBC, by CNBC, and 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 uh, they're talking about this Fed meeting and then what we can kind of expect. But they actually had this sentence in there, and that said. So far, the balance sheet reduction has proceeded with minimal market disruptions, but much work remains ahead of the central bank. Minimal market interruptions. Okay, never mind. I mean, it has had major implications on the worldwide markets, okay, emerging markets particularly. But even the U.S. stock markets, it has had an effect. I mean, again, it started in October. It it it. it the pace increased in January. Beginning in February of this year, we had a massive spike in volatility. We had a significant drop in stocks, and they haven't fully recovered from that drop. There's there's still a lot of unsteadiness in the markets. We might see more of that unsteadiness this week, depending on how some of these different events go. That unsteadiness, that volatility is still there. This has had effects on the market. It has taken away liquidity, and it has, you know, the market's being propped up and, and you know, whatever it however you want to say it, um, you can say, you know, they, there's a party and, and this is something that people use a lot and, and the Fed is slowly taking away the punch bowl. Well, they're not really taking away the punch bowl right now, right? They're, they're just giving people less and less punch as they come through the line or, you know, that's just a, basically what they're doing. You know, they're slowly removing the support from the markets. It has had an effect on the U.S. markets, okay? And, and that's one way that it, well, that's one reason I, I don't think that this will continue beyond the end of this year, because as the pace increases, you know, we're not even at the peak of this this de, um, balance sheet reduction. It's it's going to get worse for, for the stock markets in terms of volatility, in terms of, of drops and, in, in, you know, the valuations of these stocks. OK, now, additionally, there's also the bond market. OK, they're removing a huge amount of demand, an increasing amount of demand from the bond market. OK. And, you know, the mortgage market as well. And so what, what you can basically expect from this is to see interest rates across the board go up here in the United States. You can expect, um, you know, mortgage rates to go up. You can expect bond rates, uh, bond yields to go up and interest rates to go up, you know, across the board here in the United States. And, you know, that's going to have the effect of basically tightening, again, tightening the news around the U.S. economy. Interest rates going up. When, when you have a ton of debt and when you have an economy that is fueled, is running on debt, it's not running on, on, on you know, productivity or savings or anything like that. No, it's, it's running on debt when you raise interest rates, even just by a, a small amount, you're going to have implications of that. You're, you're going to have, um, I guess, side effects of, of that tightening. And so, you know, that's what we can kind of expect to see here in the U.S. economy. And ultimately what i'm saying here is that by the end of this year i think between the stock market between the effects in the economy um the fed is going to be pretty you know they're, they're going to be ready to to kind of pull the plug in this program to slow down or to halt it altogether but that's just the u.s side of it of it is the the global economy particularly um emerging markets okay emerging markets have have really they've really i guess been dealt the worst blow by this this i guess tightening by the federal reserve because you know as it stands right now the u.s economy we can argue about whether or not it's a good thing obviously i don't think it's a good thing 
Um, but the U.S. economy right now primarily runs on U.S. dollars. I mean, yes, each country has their individual currencies and whatnot. And okay, there's the euro and the eurozone and whatnot. But but the U.S. dollar is very important for these different countries, corporations, whatever, to get funding. But what's been happening lately is that there has been fewer and fewer dollars to, to go around for these emerging markets. I'm talking about markets like like Brazil, Argentina, Turkey, Indonesia, India, you know, there's there's plenty, plenty others. And those are all countries that have been been struggling as of late, right? They're, they're emerging markets and they have been struggling, especially on the currency front. Okay. And and I actually made a video about this recently about how India's um, one of their central bankers, I think his name was Urjit Patel. He basically called out the Fed and said, "Hey, you got to stop this because because what's going on right now?" And he did. He had a great way of explaining it. Um, what's going on right now is that between your tightening, right, uh, basically taking these 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 uh, reducing your balance sheet, and the federal government running up more and more debt, and and in turn issuing more and more bonds, what's happening is that there's been more and more dollars going towards buying up these bonds. Okay, so does this make sense? So instead of the Fed kind of printing money to 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 um, pay uh, the, buy these IOUs from the government, they're essentially you know destroying money, and and you know that's going to have an effect on the dollar. But also now you have all these other bonds that need to be bought by somebody other than the Fed. Okay, and so dollars are going towards buying these bonds. The government is taking those dollars and, and spending them or whatever. Okay, but now you you're having a huge amount of dollars going towards buying these this larger and larger ever increasing amount of supply of bonds okay that means less dollars for these emerging markets uh, for these emerging economies to basically borrow okay and so you're seeing the cost of borrowing go up and again kind of with interest rates you know when you see them start to go up you're going to see some some damage to these economies you're also seeing a lot of speculation in these these currency markets okay we've seen a lot of these currencies really hit hard over the past month or two, okay, we saw it with with Argentina. We've seen it with Turkey. We've seen it with with um, Brazil. Uh, I think going forward, you can definitely expect to see it with a lot of others. You can see it with Mexican peso. I think you'll see it there. You'll see it with probably Indonesia's currency. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Um, India's rupee. Uh, you're going to see one, you know, uh, emerging market currency after another get hit by speculators because of just you know a lack of confidence and then you're going to see in turn those central banks from those companies have to um really tighten their policy you know raise interest rates to try and and stabilize their currency but i mean look look at where we're at right now we're seeing all these countries already you know brazil argentina turkey you know those maybe the three big ones maybe i'm forgetting another one off the top of my head um south africa as well probably uh, they're dealing with some of their own issues. All these countries are dealing with their own issues, but but you know the, we we cannot forget the importance of of the Federal Reserve policy. But we're only at at thirty billion dollars a month right now for this quarter. What is it going to be like by October this year when it's fifty billion dollars a month? Again, another reason why I think the Fed is going to be done with this. They they are going to change course by the end of the year in this policy. They're either going to slow it down, stop, or reverse it and start quantitative easing again okay because ultimately what's going to happen is that these emerging markets they're they're going to spread right they're going to spread to other markets maybe not immediately directly to the u.s markets right but it could be to the eurozone it could be to 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 an economy like australia or china or japan or or canada you know and and you know 
it could spread from there, right? Uh, that I think this is this is kind of the the um, the slow start to 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 a, a a serious kind of worldwide crisis that could be beginning in contagion markets and a lot of it's going to be due to fed policy again you know it's not ideal if they're they're lending in u.s dollars but that's kind of just the reality that we live in okay and in fact i saw another i didn't i didn't read the article i just saw that another i think a central banker possibly from indonesia was was kind of piling on on this and saying basically the same thing that that individual from india had said as well okay now the final bit, and I said I had two reasons. The third one that's that's kind of come to mind is is just kind of global, other global economies also going through potential uh, rough patches, right? I, I especially think of the eurozone. Italy um, is kind of in the forefront of the news right now, and 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 the EU, and and you know, obviously if things go south in Italy, it's it's not going to be good for the rest of the EU. And that alone could be enough for the Fed to to slowly start to reverse policy, but but it's going to happen. And I've been saying that I think most people have known that for a long time now. This is not something you always hear from the mainstream media, right? They're they're going to say that this tightening is going to go on as long as the Fed's going to say it's going to go on, and that the Fed they know what they're doing. These are these are um, you know PhD uh, economists or, or whatever you know they they know their stuff, right? Um, but but a lot of them have been been raised up in the wrong ideology they've been taught that that central banks that a centrally managed economy by a central bank can be successful um well they're going to witness a lot of failures we're all going to witness a lot of failures you know in in the coming years but but i'm kind of i kind of want to move beyond the point of just saying you know eventually they're going to loosen policy um you know i think it's getting to the point now where where already things are are slowly starting to look unsustainable right With, with the fed um, slowly tightening their policy through interest rates and quantitative tightening and, and the federal government issuing more and more bonds, soaking up more and more dollars. Emerging markets are already feeling the burn. Okay, The EU is potentially looking to slowly start tapering, tapering their QE program coming up soon here. And, and you know, it's... I, I just don't... I don't see, you know, unless the markets are totally propped up and, you know... I don't know. I, I don't. It goes beyond just the U.S. stock markets at this point. I do not see the Fed continuing with this beyond the end of 2018. I think by the end of 2018, something big is going to happen as a result of their policy, and and obviously not just their policy. There, there's a lot of other people to point the finger out as well. But, you know, I I just don't see see a scenario in which they can continue on with this because of what we've already seen from them. And and of course the big winner in such a such a scenario is gonna be the US dollar. No, I'm joking. No, no, not the US dollar. <laughs> That's a joke. No, I mean the US dollar has been doing relatively well. It's kind of been sideways lately, but but you know, a lot of other currencies have really been smashed. But no, the US dollar is gonna be the big loser and the big winner is gonna be assets like gold and silver, I think. Um, they, they've been in a pretty tight trading range as well, though they haven't seen a huge jump up like the dollar has the first half of this year. But no, I think the dollar, uh, there's probably gonna be a lot of people going long the dollar, short on, on emerging market currencies and whatnot. Um, but but once the Fed starts to loosen their policy again, um, it's, it's not going to be slowly, I don't think. You know, I think the Fed is going to wait for something big to happen before before they really realize we got to start up the printing presses again. We got to start lowering interest rates. Um, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what it'll be. You know, I, I'm talking about something that potentially could be happening in the summer, sometime in the fall time. 
it could be something like the U.S. stock market, right? Um, it could be a financial crisis, and in, in, you know, this is something I was talking about with Smallgold the other night. I can't remember if I was on air or not talking about this, but but uh, Canada or, or Australia, you know, their housing markets, which which never really popped in in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, um, they could be dealing with the financial crisis. Uh, China, you know, their their attempts for a, a soft landing, a gentle deleveraging of their of their corporate debt. That could go wrong. In fact, I, I think eventually it, it likely will. And of course, there's the EU, and I already kind of talked about that. But but obviously, there's a ton more to talk about beyond just Italy. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot that could kind of go wrong in in the Fed's plans, and and so um, I think silver and gold will be the kind of the big winner when it's all said and done, and 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 the dollar is going to be the big loser. So so you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.